Smith, I want you to come. Church family, we I, earlier in the week, I began to just kind of feel a little something and a couple other variables I played into. And then when I, I it just kind of hit me. I've never heard Brother Smith preach. I prayed about it. And then today I talked to him again shared with him some things and I felt it even stronger today in the Holy Ghost and I just I just one of them nudges that I feel like the Lord would like to share something with us tonight are you happy and thankful that God allows men of God we're so blessed we've got brother Terry Bushnell here still Presbyter we've got brother Bill Smith and then other young men or men of God coming up. I tell you, we are so blessed what we have in the house of God. Brother Smith, I want you to come. I'm looking forward to hearing you here tonight. I need to be preached to, and I want to hear the word of the Lord tonight. Church, are you going to preach with him tonight? Well, praise God, all of God's people. Appreciate the worship far in the service and of course that's such a great group of people and when brother Benoit asked me to preach I thought oh my lord <laughs> I have to follow him 
How would some of you like to be doing that? <laughs> Hadn't he been doing some preaching? It gives me encouragement to see younger men that are coming behind all us old folks and, and being committed and being anointed. And uh, there was a time, Brother Bushnell, I kind of doubted some things coming behind us. But thank goodness that we have great men of God, some great young ministers even in the church here. Amen. And they're doing some great jobs. And I appreciate Brother Benoit. I thank him for trusting me. And I thank you for allowing me to be a part of you. Amen. There's never been a time Brother Bushnell has always made me welcome. And, uh, and I've always felt comfortable here. And uh, it just speaks great. You know, when you show yourself to be friendly and as, as a church, well, then, you know, you attach other people. They, they'll, they'll attach to you. And so I'm thankful for what the church, this church, have made us welcome over the years. I, uh, I kind of thought it was amusing that singing the old songs, I guess it's because they had an old preacher. One time, a lady come up to me and said, boy, you got a warm preacher. I thought, boy, that's a good compliment. Until I got to thinking about it, that means not so hot. <laughs> Amen. But I, I feel like that God has instructed me and, uh, to say something, and I'm going to preach what he has laid on my heart. If it, if it takes five hours or ten minutes. <laughs> It won't take no five hours. I, you know, I, when, I, when I was pastoring, I preached a lot longer than I do now. And the reason is I, I sit in the pew a lot. So <laughs> Deuteronomy, the 33rd chapter and the 27th verse. Sister Benoit, my hat's off to you. I know that your heart is with your dad. But we're going to believe God to take care of that. Amen. What a great family. Committed. She's here. We're in, her dad's going to the hospital. So you, you know how that is. But my hat's off to her tonight. I know you, I know you really just stayed to hear me preach, you know. <laughs> Deuteronomy, the 33rd chapter, verse 27. The eternal God is thy refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms and he shall say thrust and he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee and shall say everybody say God's going to say something here and shall say destroy them Whoo. My, my, that's all I need. Destroy them. Aren't you glad that you are part of God's kingdom? And Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. And, uh, you know, God's people have a problem of identifying of really who we are. When you really get the P 
picture of who we really are. Amen. When you receive the Holy Ghost, that is God's spirit inside of you. You have the eternal God. I wish I could take time tonight and kind of go through a bunch of things of how that God always wanted to dwell in something and be in something, you know, the tabernacle and the wilderness and the Garden of Eden and so forth. Uh, my, my own feeling and my thought is the Holy Ghost is the Garden of Eden all over again. God can dwell in us. Do you really realize who we have? Woo, hallelujah. Hey, I want to tell you something. You better fool, better watch out when you fool around with one of God's kids. Yes, sir. You're right. You're right. <laughs> they used to have that sign, don't mess with Texas. I'm just telling you, don't mess with God's kids. Yes, the eternal God. Yes, mm. Now, I could preach on God being our refuge, and he is. I could talk about his everlasting arms and holding us up, and they do. But I want you to take note to the last part of Deuteronomy 33, where he, the Bible says, he shall thrust, or you look that up, it means throw out the enemy from before thee and shall say, <laughs> like stepping on a bug. He shall destroy them. Oh, hallelujah. I want you to know that that does something for me. That just lights up my fire. I'll tell you what, it gets me to go into thinking about the eternal God, the almighty God of the universe, the God that spoke things into existence, lives inside of me and you. Mm -mm. Brother Keith, we got something inside of us that is so much more greater than anything in this world. Oh, hallelujah. I hope you help me preach tonight. God wants to do something in this auditorium. Mm -mm. Hallelujah. My subject will simply be when God says, destroy them. Notice who said it. Now, this is one of the promises that God gave to his people. And since we are Holy Ghost filled, we become a part of the family of God. So that is our promise. Yes, Amen. Did you know there are over 39,000 promises in the word of God? The Bible says, and yea, and, and they are nay. But I'm going to tell you what, we used to sing that song. You remember Sister Clark, we were talking about her in the song books a while ago. We used to sing that song in kinder, uh, amen, that, uh, you know, uh, now I done forgot it. <laughs> Every promise in the book is mine. You remember that? Well, I, I'm going to be one of the first to tell you, I, I, I really don't want every promise in the book is mine. Every promise, every verse, every line. There's some of those promises that, you know, they can have, they can, you know, put it somewhere else. But it's a promise to us. And this is why the Bible said in Isaiah 54, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Yes, now, a quick example of that. Uh, I, you know, I, you're not here by chance or by coincidence tonight. 
I really believe it, and Brother, Brother Benoit just didn't ask me. I believe God's behind this, not because I'm something special, but God knew you were going to be here, knew that I was going to be here, and knew everything comes in line. Somebody is going to receive something from God. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, so that's why he said no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So think about this, Moses. You remember the story of all the little children, two years and younger, Pharaoh was killing them, and so Moses' mother took him and put him in a little basket and put him in the river, and he was floating down the river, and Pharaoh's daughter was going down the river with all her servants to take a bath, and so lo and behold, she sees the little baby floating, and, and Ken, she goes out there and looks at it, and I guess maybe God touched her heart, and she had compassion for the baby, took the baby in, brought it right into the very house that Pharaoh was trying to destroy. You know, hello, that's like God. Amen. Not only that, she had to get somebody to nurse the baby, so the, one of the servants went out, and no doubt she would probably knew who the mother was, went to the mother of the child, got the mother to come in. The mother came in. The mother nursed the child, and that means that every day she could tell her, Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. That's just like God. Whatever the devil is using against you, take the same weapon and turn it around against him. For whatever he's doing against you, we'll defeat him. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, isn't that just like God? I just love it. I just love it when God does things like that. Mm. I imagine sometimes God's up in heaven and, and somebody prays a prayer of faith and, some, and, and you know, the angel said, whoa, that's no, that and God said, just hold on a minute, watch this. I just like it when God gets down in there and just kind of moves things around, sit down, watch this, boys. <laughs> God's going to do something in somebody's life. Young lady right here with the glasses and the little jacket on sitting right here in the middle, I want to tell you something in the Holy Ghost tonight. There's some things been happening in your life, but God's working out some things for you that you never thought would come possible. Amen. God's on your side no matter what you're fighting. When God says destroy them. <laughs> Hallelujah. So whatever the devil is using against you, take that weapon and use it against him because it will destroy him. And then we got the old story of David and Goliath. You know, all know the story, and I'm not going to go through a lot of things, but, you know, David was going out there because Goliath was talking about send me a man to fight me. And so the little old shepherd boy came to give food to his brothers one day, and he heard that old man talking out there, hollering, give me a man, and nobody wanted to go. So he went out there, picked up five smooth stones, History says the reason he took five smooth stones was that, that uh, Goliath had four more brothers. Hey, he went, he was loaded. <laughs> and then, so Goliath comes against him, and we hear David saying, you come to me with sword and spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. So the stone flies and hits him in the head and he falls down and everybody thinks that's what killed him. No, but David went up there and took his own sword out. <laughs> oh, and chopped his head off. I'm telling you, turned the weapon against him. Hallelujah. No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. <laughs> 
And then we have old brother Paul. Went through all he went. You know, everything happened. And I could spend a lot of time doing all that, but we're going to go around all that. But anyway, what happened? You remember, he was on the ship, the shipwreck. So they, got, they floated to shore, and they got to shore. So Paul was gathering some sticks to build a fire. And a viper came out of the sticks and bit him. And he just took it said, oh, my God, the snake bit me. It's a viper. I'm going to die. Because a, cop, a viper that bit him, they always died. But he just took it and kind of shook it in the fire. What are you saying, Brother Smith? <laughs> Whatever's coming against you, just shake it in the fire. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Brother Benoit, you've been preaching about that so much. I want to tell you something. You've got hell stirred up, but I'm going to tell you what. We're just going to keep on turning up the heat. Right. We're going to build a hotter fire. We're going to build a bigger fire. We're going to shake the devil. Come on, when God says destroy them. Somebody's going to get a victory tonight. Somebody's going to get a healing tonight. Somebody's going to see the salvation of God. Oh, hallelujah. Now, you can either be a thermostat or a thermometer. The thermometer just restures whatever's happening. But a thermostat controls it. Hey, you're in the driver's seat. <laughs> Come on, don't let the devil keep telling you you can't do it. Hmm. According to the power that worketh in you, you have the Holy Ghost. You can say to this mountain, be thy removed, and it casts into sea. Come on, somebody needs to confess. We need to identify with who we are. Woo, hallelujah. That's why the Bible says if God be for us, who, who can be against us? Oh, hallelujah. Now, Preacher, is all this just words? You know, when, when you promise something, you need to be able to back it up. <laughs> you got to have the goods. Now, it's easy to make a promise. The hard part is keeping it. Now, I can promise you, Brother uh, Keith, I, I'll give you $1,000 at the church, but I'm not going to keep that promise. It's easy to say. I promise you. But you've got, when you make a promise, you have to be able to back it up. But now, notice with me who the promise is coming from. The eternal God. Mm. He is everlasting. He is the beginning and the ending. He is the start and the finish. Hey, if he said it, you can take it to the bank. It's going to happen. Come on, confess it. Believe it. What was the promise? That he will thrust out the enemy before thee and shall say, destroy them. This makes me want to praise him. I want you to know the devil, your kingdom is coming down. Mm. Hallelujah. Your kingdom is coming down. Mm. 
The devil has somebody here tonight feeling like that you have no hope, that it's not going to happen. You cannot ever overcome it. It keeps coming back and coming back and coming back. But I'm here to tell you he's a liar, the father of lies, and the truth's not in him. If he tells you you're not going to make it, believe the opposite. Come on, we need to shout in your face, devil. In your face, devil. <laughs> He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. And the truth is not in him. If he tells you you are not going to make it, if he tells you you can't live for God, believe the opposite. You are going to live for God, and you're going to be the devil's worst nightmare he ever had. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. But I'm here to tell you you're an overcomer. Mm. Why? Because my Bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. <laughs> identify. Come on, identify. Whew. Now, watch this. All the centurion had in Matthew 8 and 5 was a promise. Hmm. Amen. And when Jesus, the Bible says, and when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at, his, at home sick of the palsy, which is a stroke or paralyzed, grievously tormented. And Jesus just said, <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> he said unto him, I will come and heal him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. All he had was a promise. I will come and heal him. And then, you know, the story, the centurion said, well, I'm not worthy and all that kind of things. And for you even be in my house, he just said, and then he just, the centurion said in verse 8, speak the word only. <laughs> and my servant shall be healed. Come on, tell somebody, all he had is a promise. What about you? What is it going to take you to get you to believe that God is going to touch you? What is it going to take? Come on, reach over to your neighbor right now. Put it on the, on the shoulder, grab the hand, pray in Jesus' name that something will happen in their life right now. I rebuke every curse. I rebuke every demonic spirit. I rebuke every sickness in this place tonight. I loose the power of God in the name of Jesus. Let your healing power flow over this congregation. <laughs> Hallelujah. All he had was a promise. Hmm. I believe God keeps his promises. If we can believe that tonight, there is no telling what can take place in this somebody could have a miraculous healing. I remember several years ago preaching a revival in Westlake. There was a man that night I was preaching about the healing power of God and there was a man that had been deaf in his ear for 50 years. While we were in church, he hollered out, oh my God, 
God healed him by we, the word was being preached. That man could hear after that. God's no respect a person. God could do something in this place tonight. In the name of Jesus, Lord, do your thing. <laughs> in your face, devil. <laughs> we got you on the run. We need to make the devil as nervous as a termite in a yo-yo. Come on, let's make him nervous with your worship, with your praise. <laughs> Hear what Titus 1 and 2 says. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie, ha, promised, promised, say it with me, cannot lie, and promised. Say it again. Wow. What else do you need? Why do you question it? Why do you doubt it? What's your problem? <laughs> I know what the problem is, but we're giving him a hard time tonight. You know, when the devil comes to you and begins to try to discourage you and, 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 and try to make you throw in the towel and give up, remember, whatever he says, believe the opposite. Well, Roger, is that your name, Roger? Every, every time he comes to you like he's been doing here, you know, a few days ago, you know, when you were walking around, you didn't know anybody else around, and, you, and you know, he kind of lying to you. I want you to know, he's a liar and a father of lies, and the truth's not in him. <laughs> Woo, isn't that great? Isn't that wonderful how God does things? Ah, uh, my, my, my. There's no telling what's going to happen here. Hmm. If we can just identify with who we are and what it's all about, you know, and it, the Bible says it's good pleasure to give to his, to his children, my, my. I want you to know God has never, 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 never broken a promise to you. <laughs> I wish somebody would stand to your feet and holler out, he promised and he can't lie. <laughs> Shout it out again. Shout it out again. How about that, devil? What do you think about that? Ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, God bless you. You may be seated. I've said, you thought I was quitting, but I'm not. I've said, I'm almost through, I promise you. I've said all of that to tell you this. When God makes a promise, faith believes it, hope anticipates it, and patience awaits it. We sing that old song, there's a promise coming down. Boy, if I could sing, I'd sing right now, Ashley. Woo. You know that old song, there's a promise coming down your dusty road. I wouldn't want to send all of you home if I start singing. You could always tell that your, your voice was bad when I was pastoring be at the pool bit and start singing with them and your mic goes down. 
I could talk about all of the 39,000 promises in the Word of God, and I'd be here by myself. But I would like for us to kind of just glimpse at Deuteronomy 33 again, and I'm fixing to close. Where God is thy refuge, that means he's our safety. And underneath are the everlasting without end arms. Mm. Hallelujah. Has God been a refuge? And I know he has to many of you here. I don't know. You know, God's everlasting arms, you know, has been around us. There are some of us in this place that should not be here. We should be dead and buried and, and probably forgotten. Amen. Keith, you know what I'm talking about. But somehow, the everlasting arms of God just reached down and took us. I, I don't know why, Brother Benoit, that I had COVID, was in a hospital on the vent, and God brought me off of it. I, he's got to have a reason. There's a reason. Maybe, maybe that reason is because I would be here tonight and I'd be talking to some of you that are here by the order of God for you to hear what you're hearing. You know, maybe maybe that's the reason. And I I don't know why. And, you know, it's such a strange thing. Brother Benoit, I was in the same room that Brother Al Guy was in. I had the same nurses. They even talked to me about him. And the Lord would take him, such a magnificent man of God, and let me say, what has God got for this old man? It could be for this one message and a man of God that was sensitive enough to ask God to let me preach. For somebody here, I want you to know it's not over. Your best is yet to come. Hallelujah. (laughs) So many things I could share with you about the arms of God and the protecting arms of God. You may be seated. Uh, I'm almost through. I'm going to be like Jeff Arnold. I'm almost through. Many I could tell you, but so many times, so many things that have happened. God, it just seems like has been right there with me all the way. I remember when the first time that I was in Vietnam that I was leaving, <clears throat> and they flew us out on an OC-130. We flew from Vietnam to the Philippines, had engine trouble with our plane. There's four engines on a C-130, and the one on the left, we were facing toward the front of the plane, the one right here, was giving us trouble. So we stayed there overnight. They worked on it. We got on it. We flew from there to Wake Island, and they worked on it all night again. We got back on that plane, and from there, between there and San Francisco, I'll never forget. We were in there like sardines. If some of you that have been in the military know what a C-130 is. You, you sit there one leg between the other one like this. 
And they had a, a coffee deal in the back of the plane before it goes down. And I, Louisiana, I wanted some coffee. You know, it wasn't really coffee. It was just probably colored water. But I made my way to the coffee pot, and I got a cup. And when I turned, there was an explosion. The engine on the left exploded, knocked a big hole in the plane, tore one man's leg off, hurt a bunch of men, and it went right through where I had been sitting. <laughs> Don't tell me they're not an ever-loving or. Hallelujah. I don't know who is discouraged here tonight, but I'm here to tell you God wants to put his arms around you. He wants to love you and hold you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. But there's nothing, you know, there's nothing like God's everlasting arms. There's nothing like the arms of a mother. Hear me. God is here. He is both father and mother to us. And he wants you to run into his arms. He's, he's here standing. I don't know, you may not see him, but he's just big enough to put his arms around everybody that would, and put his arms around you. Hallelujah. Why don't you let him hold you? Why don't you let him wipe away your tears? Why don't you let him take care of your enemies? Why don't you let him touch your mind? <laughs> Hallelujah. And I close with this as you stand. Isaiah 40 and 11 says, He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arms and carry them in his bosom. God is wanting to hold you. Nobody else has seen the tears that you've cried. No one else has seen the sorrow that you have felt. <laughs> you say, well, does anybody care? I'm just an old preacher here tonight to tell you that God instructed me to tell you, I want to put my arms around you. <laughs> I want to hold you. I want to tell you I love you. I want you to feel me. Hallelujah. Musicians, go ahead and come. God is waiting for you. If you would just let him be your shepherd. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands just for a moment. God, I preached the word that you gave to me. Now it's yours. It's between you and them. I pray that they make the right decision. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm telling you now, you've got a promise. You have a promise. And as they play tonight and sing, I'm going to ask, I wonder who, how many, Maybe all of us would come to the front and say, I want him to put his arms around. I want him to be my shepherd. Come on. God's going to destroy every sickness, every problem. If you need the Holy Ghost, God can give it to you tonight. 
You can receive whatever you want from the Lord tonight. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Touch hearts. Touch souls. Touch minds. God, I come against the spirit. The spirit that torments the mind. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I loose your spirit of freedom. I feel his gentle wound. Flow in the hearts and the minds of people. And his gentle voice ha. speaks. In Let Jesus' name, right now. Control. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All my reservations crumble. My Come on. will becomes as soft as pottery. Believe his word tonight. Let him speak healing into your heart. All I want to do Let him speak healing into your body. In Jesus' name. That's it. Worship him. When I come into the presence of For the promises unto you and to your children and to many of the borrowed, you have a promise. Come on, if you feel it in the Holy Ghost, pray with somebody. If you feel it in the Holy Ghost, pray with someone right now. When I come into the presence of Oh, Jesus, yes, Lord.
working right now. I said he's working right now. Believe it.